thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com propane plus in rhode island for all your propane needs call them 401-885-4209 in massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the John DePietro show it's AM 1380 99.9 FM you can always listen online at our website which is dipetro.com. Now, folks, visit the website, dipetro.com. We have links to all social media that we have, whether it is Facebook or Twitter, and also you can uh, visit the gift shop. It's a full happening. Just uh, log on at the website, dipetro.com. Now, we also have original video, original stories, uh, a lot. You know, you can't get anywhere else. I, I focus on and do stories that I would like to read about. And then sometimes uh, I think sometimes the rest of the media pick up on them. And sometimes the rest of the media, for whatever reason, they they don't do the stories. And a lot of it I, I don't understand because uh, I think a lot of times it is certainly newsworthy. And there's, there's two good recent examples of this. One of them is the situation with Trinity Rep. And Trinity Rep, again now, we'll see how this is going to, peter out but they they're this year's rendition of a christmas carol by all intents and purposes was a bomb and i don't mean that as in any vindictive way towards them i have i have no bone to pick with trinity rep i appreciate and respect anyone that does live local anything let alone live local theater however this rendition then what's it again they had to cancel. They said it was because of COVID. They said they were going to be back yesterday uh, on Wednesday. They were not. And as I said, they, they went too far left with the message. So you can read about that. And we have several links. The rest of the media is still just going along with this whole foolishness that they, um, oh, you know, COVID hit uh, Trinity Rep and they had to cancel a bunch of performances. Well, the entire staff is 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 vaccinated so I, I mean this isn't 2020 for crying out loud this is you know the christmas season christmas new years of of 2022 so i i don't i don't buy it now there's another story and i'm gonna anxious to see 
if the rest of the media pick up on this. There's an organization called Reclaim RI, and I, I they are they are influential in Rhode Island. They are part of the Democrat Party. Reclaim RI, but they are a far left progressive socialist faction of the Democrat Party. But they are always up at the state house and they get involved in campaigns and they were involved with that campaign of that jennifer rourke and one of their members the guy is um uh very outspoken uh highly annoying ridiculous with their claims i mean to me they don't live in reality but they are part of the democrat party of rhode island his name is jordan goyette and i did a short story on it because this woman posted some of the messages that this Jordan Goyette, who's part of this Reclaim RI group of progressive misfits, that they were that he sent to her, uh, and and it it goes beyond you know hey happy new year it goes beyond I'd be interested in uh, you know I don't know meeting up with you for a drink or discussing progressive politics, he goes into a very sick element I mean it's real harassment but he talks about and shares with her his quote fantasy regarding and i i know this is gruesome folks and it is the week between christmas and new year's but he'd like to uh commit sexual assault and homicide on women and he shares this with i mean seemingly a stranger i don't get the sense that they know each other that well if at all but so he has now been quote forced to resign i don't know why he wasn't just kicked out but this reclaim ri leadership they say you know he's no longer a member he offered to resign offered to resign how does someone how does this democrat group how do they have someone part of their leadership team who gets involved with something like this and then their solution is they allow him to resign. If if anything, I mean, I it's so over the top, but I I hardly believe that this is the first time that this guy was ever involved with something like this. So the woman he was sending this to put a warning to all females, and yeah, and I'm I'm looking at her, you know, warning to all females in my area, Jordan Goy Goyette. What kind of male in their right mind says stuff like this? And then it says more sick stuff in the comments. But it's it's so inappropriate. I mean, and uh, I'm looking at some of the comments where they, they're saying, you know, this guy should be, he's, again, he's a member of Reclaim RI, Democrat part, faction of the Democrat Party, where he is threatening both murder and rape so he um i mean the guy is just a nutcase but but look at the group that they they allowed him to just resign from the group so and and and, it, and again i if you haven't read it if you go to depetro.com you can read this and um it's um it, it it sounds very very disturbed because it is very very disturbed and his nature of how he talks and sends out these messages 
and he's part of the leadership team. Now, I, I started to mention, so this group, they claim that something happened with this Jordan Goyette. I, I'm not sure how old he is. I'm going to say into possibly 40, 30s, maybe, maybe early 40s. Um, the, the guy's a zero. He's a loser. He's a social misfit. He's a progressive degenerate. Uh, but he is um, he is someone who would hold court at the Rhode Island State House, and they would have him testifying and listening. And he was involved with the Jennifer Rourke campaign. That was the woman that, you know, running for state senate. He was involved this past summer with one of the candidates running for mayor mayor of Providence. This guy is just a complete disgrace. And on top of that. I wonder why the police are not getting involved in taking action against this guy. But this group, Reclaim R.I., they claim they tried to get him involved with transformative justice because he was sending harmful, unwanted sexual messages to a, a woman in their organization. And so instead of just expelling him, they engaged in transformative justice, working with him to create this. This is a grown man, possibly 40 accountability for his actions. Instead, we've asked for his resignation. I mean, I the part about this that I really want to point out. And again, you can read and see some of the stuff he, this guy was putting out is he he was in demand. He was working on campaigns. He was shaping policy for Democrat candidates in Rhode Island. Very, very disturbing, to say the least. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also... 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. At Med Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At At Med Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families. They're on duty at all times. They're open seven days a week. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical. Now, if you're in a car accident, Go to Atmed Urgent Care. Avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms. They also do adult vaccinations, laboratory testing. Atmed Urgent Care, when it's an emergency, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right, in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. Folks, joining us right now from the Boston Globe is columnist Dan McGowan. And Dan McGowan, Mayor-elect Brett Smiley, soon uh, Monday, actually, uh, Monday or Tuesday, set to take office and already major changes underway in the city of Providence. Yeah, John, uh, this is, uh, I think, now becomes probably the biggest uh, news story that the, at least initial news story that the Smiley administration is going to face, because when you have... Uh, the Public Safety Commissioner, Stephen Perry, retiring. You have Chief Clements, who was offered a job to stay, but is, is moving on to a different opportunity. Uh, you now have 
you know, the major jobs in public safety um, open. And I think it creates, you know, a little bit of a vacuum. Obviously, you, you do want that leadership at the top. Remember, Chief Clements has been there now 11 years. He's been you know, wildly stable in that department, even in pretty unstable times when it comes to law enforcement. Um, and now, you know, all the same questions that always you know, come when there's going to be a change in police leadership uh, come up for Brett Smiley. Does he search for an outside choice that that always, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, makes the the rank and file guys uh, pretty upset. Does he go within? Does that create you know uh, kind of rivalries within the department? Certainly in the higher ups and you know in, in the administration or in the leadership there. Uh, so there's a lot going on, and I think you know as much as Brett Smiley kind of came in saying I'm going to get back to basics, I'm going to try to be the you know quality of life mayor. Now his number one priority has to be figuring out how to uh, make sure that police department kind of remains pretty stable what is your uh instinct dan mcgowan what do you what do you, do you think does he go outside the fact that Clements is staying on to help kind of seemingly with i i think influence maybe with the choice and transition uh do you think someone gets promoted from within or do you think they go outside? My gut tells me it'll be within. Um, yeah. And I think it's be, I think it's in some ways a testament to the leadership that Chief Clemens had. Right. You've had you've had a department uh, and you've had to shake up recently. You had Tom Verde, the number two uh, retire yeah. recently. So you have a lot of leadership change there. But generally speaking, you've had um you know, pretty stable leadership there for a long time. Uh, I think Brett Smiley knows that, uh, you know, there's a there's a level of uh, disruption that happens when you go outside. And sometimes it's necessary. Look, you know, it, for, for whatever people thought of Dean Esserman when David Cicilline came in, yeah. it was it was needed to go outside. The question, did he, did he overstay his welcome? Was he the right choice? You know, different debate, but there's no question that the police department needed to kind of move on from the shadow, you know, of the former mayor and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is different, right? This is not a, a police department that's considered corrupt. In fact, it's pretty high performing. Uh, you know, you're having a good knock on wood, good year on, on you know, uh, violent crime and things like that. And so my guess is that Brett Smiley isn't going to want to disrupt things so much and uh, go with the outside. But, you know, I mean, look, even when they search, uh, even when they decide to, to uh, promote internally, they still do at least some, you know, broadened search. So who knows? Maybe there's somebody around the state that has been, you know, in the Providence Police Department before right. and would want to come back. Those kind of things are all possible. Now, let's also turn to the fire department. I, I thought Derek Silva was still running uh, the union. This is uh, big. They haven't had a fire chief in Providence in quite some time. Yeah, and there's a debate. I mean, John, you and I, I think, probably can look at this as people who have covered uh, the fire department for a long time. Yeah. You know what? They didn't really need one for the last seven or eight years. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't the most urgent thing in the entire world. But I, I look, I get for the firefighters why they wanted to do this. Uh, Derek Silva, what you're right, was the union president for several years. He replaced Paul Dowdy, of course, but he very quietly was made the acting chief or the, oh. the, the I think it was like the number two job. Um, I believe over the summer or maybe last spring by Mayor Lorza. That was significant because remember Derek Silva was, he was the number two in the union yeah. for a while when they had their big fight with 
um, Marilor, uh, with Marilorza back up for the platoons and the shifts and all that stuff. Uh, one of the things that happened over the years, look, Derek Silva came in, got a very favorable contract for uh, his, his members, for the firefighters. And I think what Derek Silva tried to do, in, especially during the election, was uh, it was fairly clear that he... Uh, and, you know, his sort of personal friends were they were tied to the Smiley campaign. The union actually endorsed uh, Gonzalo Cuervo for mayor. And so uh, it, I, the, when I saw that he was separating from the union just a couple of months ago, I kind of thought, oh, maybe he'll be the next fire chief. And sure enough, that's where uh, that's where he's going to land. Yeah. And he's a uh, that's a power couple because his wife is wildly impressive. Yeah, Ariane Carenti. She's the she's the chief of staff at the Rhode Island Foundation. She was a top person in the Tavares administration many years ago, um, and is yeah, is somebody who uh, she's somebody who I think you know would be on the short list of people you call when there's a big decision to be made yeah. uh, in the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, no, that I think that that really helps him. And let's face it, as now fire chief, you know they're going to be out and about at certain things and. Um, she definitely, you know, can handle herself in any type of situation. I had some dealings with her during the Tavares administration. Dan McGowan, what does it tell us that Stephen Perry is basically out uh, next week? Uh, and what I mean by that is what does it tell you about the the Smiley, incoming Smiley administration? Well, I'll tell you one thing that, that is a, a growing criticism that I'm getting from, about people, about the Smiley administration, you know, before he even takes office is, the way they've handled transition has been uh, inartful at best. Mm. Uh, you know, they're they're making calls to longtime city employees and not even in, not even looking them in the face, making phone calls to say, "Hey, you're not going to be here anymore." Um, that that wasn't the case with with Stephen Perry. I think Commissioner Perry uh, knew during the campaign that the writing was on the wall. You know. Remember, the police department didn't have a lot of controversy. So the question that all the mayoral candidates kept getting asked was, will you have a public safety commissioner? And yep. you know, there was a real debate over whether or not it was necessary. There's always the conversation about what, you know, what that person should be. Should they be, you know, a former law enforcement person? Should they be kind of a community person? Um, and look, there, there was uh, certainly it was it was very clear on the city council. There was real frustration with Commissioner Perry. Commissioner Perry's job essentially was to protect the mayor. Right. He he had to come in and. And deal with the council when they were mad at him and deal with the, you know, both the police and fire union members when they were mad at him. So that is a really hard job. And I think there was a little bit of almost it just he he was too hot. Right. He was too toxic in some ways. And I I, I, I use the word toxic. I just mean that reputationally. Right. Look, Commissioner Perry is a good guy. And he he did his job. You know, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. But. Again, you know, you, when you're when you have a new administration coming in, Brett kind of had made that promise, even though he did he wasn't saying it very publicly. Yeah, that that that's a tough job. He's a good guy. I knew him as head of the state police, and but it also tells me that that Smiley's listening to the rank and file because he is certainly not yes. popular within the <laughs> police department. And then he he was the acting chief, and many times, if anything, the police felt he was siding more with the firefighters than. Well, then, remember, then. remember back in 2020 when they had the, the you know, the riots and then right afterwards, yeah. famously, the firefighter went on tel- live television and made an yep. accusation against the police. And Commissioner Perry and the mayor 
you know, very quickly sided with the fire department. So they had kind of good reason. The other thing that, that people, um, you know, you, there's always what's happening in public and then what happens behind the scenes. And, you know, if you remember back in the fire department, when, when the mayor was having his big fight with the firefighters, you know, the truth was the rank and file firefighters, they decided to make the mayor and the commissioner kind of their, you know, uh, public enemies, number one and number right. two. The truth was, though, behind the scenes, the union president, De- Paul Dowdy, the number yep. two, Derek Silva, they have always had a very strong relationship with Commissioner Perry. So even as things were very ugly publicly, you know, Commissioner Perry was the one that they actually listened to, that actually listened to them in a lot of ways. So they always kind of kept a strong relationship. So I think that does speak to, you know, the police guys definitely felt like the commissioner sort of favored the fire department um, over the last eight years. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro Show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 401 580 580-1852 Limitless Outdoors Dream, Build, Enjoy We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe Dan, you wrote, that was uh, quite an interesting piece on what is now Providence's first couple uh, I even like the fact that they, you know spoke with the Ramundos. Andy Moffat offered uh, some advice. I love the line that Rahm Emanuel said to Smiley when he was running the campaign. But boy, in, in a very uh, in in the blink of an eye, they are about to be. They will be Providence. They will be. That's right. And, and this is, you know, on one hand, it's it's always. I think as Brett Smiley said to me as I wrote in the column, you know, he he always he still understands that it is somewhat provocative to introduce your husband when you're a gay man and, and things like that. But more uh, aside from the same-sex marriage aspect here, um, this is just two guys that are in a di- at different points in their lives compared yeah. to you know the last several marriages. If you think about it, you know Mary Lourdes' wife they had a kid pretty early. Yeah, you know, she she went and got you know she was getting her law degree. No no criticism. She just wasn't a front-facing mayor. Mayor Tavares' wife was not at all front-facing. She was never around. Uh, David Cicilline was a bachelor. Buddy Sancy, the second time was was uh, you know was unmarried because he was divorced. Uh, Joe Pelina was a young mayor when he got in, so this is the first time that a mayor will uh, will be, will come into office married since the first buddy since seventy four. Wow! So that is significant in its own right, and then you got to factor in that Jim Garentis, Smiley's husband, is 
the biggest real estate guy around. Yeah. Uh, they are, you know, they are a real power couple and they have yep. the ability now from both ends, you know, whereas you always hear the, the term, right? Go to the, uh, the opening of an envelope, which is always the thing that Cicilline did, the thing that Cianci certainly did. Now, because you have kind of two well-known sort of power brokers as a couple in this, in this city, I do think you're going to see uh, Jim Durantis get involved a lot more. He'll have a voice when it comes to policy, but he'll also be able to, you know, uh, just meet with people and, and encourage them to get involved, things like that. And that sounds kind of hokey, but it, it, you know he has the ear of the elites in this city uh, and in, and across this state. I think that Brett Smiley and Jim Durantis are going to be not just the most powerful couple in Providence, but quite frankly, I think they're the people that if you're coming in from out of state, you're going to want to meet with them um, yes. more so, quite frankly, than the governor. Yeah, and they're they're so different. Um, it's interesting, Damon. How I I mean, I remember that Providence police were uncomfortable when Cicilline was the first openly gay mayor. Fast forward, it, it doesn't, I mean, during the course of the campaign and so forth, that it doesn't even come up anymore. I Not mean, it just close. doesn't, right? I mean, and as far as, as Smiley, and what's also, you're exactly right. Uh, first of all, I think it's good for the city. Um, he's, they're very east side. They understand yes. that. And they're, they're more... The the whole economic development, I like in roadmap. You list that there's some several key openings. That that is an area that's that's been neglected for a while, and and that's where I I think Smiley smartly recognizes there's there's room for a lot of growth there. Room for a lot of growth. You have the ability if you're a big you know if you're a big company that wants to come you know meet with the the mayor of Providence, which is not uncommon for any big city that that would that would happen. You now also just kind of in your back pocket, you can say, hey, my husband will get you a great deal on a house, right? Sure. And, and that's not illegal. There's nothing sketchy about it. It just no. happens to be true. Yeah. And and I think that plays a major, major role in it. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, look, Mayor Lorza, uh, I think he deferred to Gina Raimondo on all things economic development um, to, I think... Uh, I, I think it was a problem for the city. I think that's going to change a whole lot with, with this mayor. And so I think that's a big deal. I'll go back to your other point, you know, going back to the, you know, being uncomfortable with uh, Mayor Cicilline being gay and now this not even being a factor. I actually said this, it didn't quite make the cut of, of my column, but when we were talking, we were sitting down last week and I, and I said to them, you know, it is, it is strange. You know, it used to be that just being gay meant you were the most progressive person, you know, in the entire world. And, 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 you know, Brett Smiley said, look, you know, that those days have changed. He, he got criticized throughout the campaign for being too conservative. Yes. Uh, right. He was considered the, you know, the status quo in some ways. And um, and, you know, he, he, he rightly said, like, he, there's still uh, there's still discrimination out there. It just doesn't happen to be, you know, for, you know, a gay married couple. It's more going to be the trans community, things like that. And so, you know, he recognizes the role that he that he can still play. But it is not the most, you know, you're, the, the number one thing to know about Brett Smiley is not that he's gay. Whereas I think with Cicilline, at least initially, that was the only thing people talked about. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely was. And, and, um, and I think also with Smiley, he's, you know, he's got that direct pipeline to Raimondo. So I'm sure he, he seems that he can juggle the relationship with Governor McKee, which will be challenging. And he's got the problems with the schools. But um, 
I, I, and you're right. I mean, they're moving pretty fast. That's the one thing they maybe need to slow down a little bit. But, uh, but I think it, there's a lot of room for the city for, for him to grow. Now, Dan McGowan, also in the Globe, uh, some people may not recognize, but that's a big opening that's opening with Department of Corrections that Governor McKee's going to have to fill. Yeah, I mean, the top job at the Corrections Department, remember, you want to, you know, you always, whenever we talk about the, the unions, right, there's, there's a handful of them that are really influential, and they, they some of them have different strategies, but they, we, we hear a lot from the Providence Police and the Providence Firefighters and the Providence Teachers because they all tend to be very loud and vocal. You know, the Correctional Officers Union, very similar in that way. They're yes. not afraid to, no. to take swings. Uh, and so now you have an opening at the top of that, you know, of, of corrections. Uh, this is a challenge for Governor McKee. It's, it, yeah. you, you know, he already has all those jobs in human services and health department that are all, you know, vacant or acting. Now you've got that job that's that's really important. And, you know, he's got to make the right choice because you want to be on the side of the unions who I believe endorsed, you know, did endorse him for. Uh, well, no, actually, the, the correctional officers, I think they actually endorsed uh, Ashley Kalis. Uh, and so, you know, he's got a challenge there to figure this out. And, and I think uh, that is that's a significant opening, one that people don't really necessarily always pay attention to. No, but he's going to get the overtime under control because that is just. Oh, my God. So exactly. Yes. Whack yeah. And ridiculous. Dan McGowan, are you surprised Governor McKee is uh, I mean, there's there's low profile and then there's a no profile. I mean, he is. uh I mean, as we see in the Globe, you know, you guys had the big sit down with the Senate president and then the speaker. Someone mentioned to me at the, the state house, like uh, they're wondering if this is a precursor to the, what the first year is going to be, which is, you know, he's really been off the radar. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you, by since the homeless thing, I'll tell you, by comparison, when uh, when Gina Raimondo was in office and, you know, obviously she had a tense relationship with Speaker Mattiello at the time, but. When Speaker Mattiello was doing his annual, you know, let me sit down with the press, everyone in the governor's office was glued to it because they wanted to know, you know, how they could contradict whatever he said or yep. how they could one up him. <laughs> right. Because that's the way these administrations work. By contrast, you're not hearing I'm not hearing a peep from the governor's office. And really, I mean, since winning the election, this yep. governor obviously went on vacation. He's entitled to do that. But. He has not had a single positive news cycle no. since winning the election. So he wins the election by 20 plus points. And he and he has in many ways been very quiet. Now, the administration says, look, we're you know, we're preparing our budget. We're preparing inauguration. But, you know, you when you go almost two months without really, you know, paying it, you know, getting any attention paid to you at all, you better come out of the gate in January hot. Uh, because you're right. I think that I think you've got a House and a Senate that understand. But by the way, two as we talked about last week, you know, two leadership teams, House and Senate, that are uh, very comfortable in their own skin, that have oh, yeah. their own agendas and are ready to go. And I think you have a governor who who hasn't quite um, managed to capitalize just yet on his big win. Uh, we'll see how it we'll see how it comes. He's got to fill those jobs that we talked about. Uh, you know, you want to see a vision that is this inauguration speech is going to be really interesting because yep. remember a couple weeks after that, he's also got the budget on his hands. But the inauguration speech is the one that you get to tease your agenda. And it can't just be go to my website and read a plan. Right. Because people yeah. don't do that. Nobody does that. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's kind of how he campaigned. It was just go to my website. And and he won. It was successful. But I don't think you can do that for four years. 
No. And I also noticed that uh, they would normally used to just put out no public events. And then I think I could be wrong, but I think it was your former colleague, Ted Nisi, that kind of mentioned on Twitter, like, wow, no, more no public events. So they've changed it now to the governor's actively working behind the scenes exactly. the on his budget as opposed to just no public events. Folks, you hear me mention um, Roadmap, and, uh, in, and again, the globe is filled with stories also. So kind of year in review, it was quite quite the year. Uh, in a huge year, obviously, for... Oh, one more thing, Dan McGowan. I'm curious your thoughts on uh, you guys. What a piece on it. It is sad to read, but just the... There's no other way to describe it. The destruction of the Providence Journal. Yeah, and we, you know, we kind of, in some ways, farmed this out to our, you know, to our team in Boston in, in many yeah. ways because we don't... We have no desire as, the you know, the Globe Rhode Island Bureau to, right. you know, to spit on the grave of, uh, of any news outlet in this state. We understand the value of the Providence Journal, all of those things. Many of my colleagues worked there, right? So uh, no question there's lots of love from us to them, but it is a it is an important news story in the city, in the, in the state of Rhode Island, that you're, you know, one time really powerful drive the news kind yeah. of, uh, you know, newspaper um, ha- has really, really dwindled now to the point that the editor of the paper, you know, la- was pushed out, was laid off, and it was barely a news story. You know, I broke the yeah. news that he was that he was out there, That's but it right. wasn't even that. That used to be a story when the news when the editor of the Providence Journal yeah. was leaving. That was in the A block of the television news Absolutely. for a long time. Yes. Um, and you know, I think you obviously newspapers have really struggled. The Globe has been. You know, a rare exception. We happen to be owned by a, you know, by, by a singular owner, the Henry, John Henry, um, who's very wealthy. And, you know, we've been very fortunate, but uh, it, it is, it's, it's really, really sad. And I think, you know, to the credit of this market, uh, I, I still think you've got, you know, you've got channel 12. That's very strong. My former colleagues, yes. channel 10 is very good. You've got a bunch of radio stations. You're out there every night. I don't know how do you keep how you sleep. <laughs> um, and so I, I still feel like a lot of the you know the majority of the news gets covered, but there yes. is something to be said about yeah. you know about about a very thin kind of paper of record, and it's unfortunate. So we we did we had a big long story on that. Uh, I believe it ran on Christmas Day, in fact. Yeah, it was very fair, by the way, and it's just it is sad to read. I mean, I was a cover to cover journal reader growing up. We used to get the you know the paper in the morning, the province drill, then the evening bulletin and so forth. So we were, you know, like a lot of people, course, two papers yeah. a day, but it is, uh, it is just a shell of what it was. But folks, the good news is the Boston Globe continues uh, in making strides. This was a big year for the Rhode Island team that continues to just lead. It's, it's almost like the Chicago Bulls as far as the All-Star. I like the format that it's going. I really like you and Fitzpatrick teaming up on these interviews. Now, without uh, spilling the beans on anything before I let you go, are we going to see the two of you sit down with Governor McKee, or is that still in the works? We're trying. We're trying because, <laughs> by the way, to your point, when the President of the Senate and the, and the Speaker sat down with us, our next question was, hey, Governor, usually you would sit down with us, too. And, and they said, oh, we just haven't got around to scheduling it yet. So we'll see. Mm. Stay tuned, I would say, John. <laughs> yeah. Folks, um, now again, you hear me mention, I do start the day, Monday through Friday, with Roadmap. It arrives in your inbox. It is, here's what you need to know. Here's the links, whether it be stories in the globe, like everything, the total disaster with, with uh, what's going on with Southwest or the Patriots or whatever it may be. 
And Dan McGowan, as a year-end bonus, if you'd be so kind to extend it to anyone that's listening. Yeah, very simple, very free. Send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. I'll sign you up. Uh, we're going to take Monday off for the holiday, but uh, we'll, you'll start getting it every single weekday. You'll start getting it tomorrow, but it won't be in your inbox uh, Monday. And uh, like I said, rinews at globe.com. Uh, we'll sign you right up. Folks, he is Dan McGowan. Dan, excellent job. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you in 23. Happy New Year. Talk to you next week, John. Thanks. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401 401- 434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal one-on-one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, called Falcon Pest Services today, 401 739 1322 free consultation 401-739-1322 locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website which is dipetro.com folks this portion of our program brought to you by propane plus propane do you use propane you do call propane plus heating and cooling 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 propane plus they want to be your propane provider they've been there three generations they're available 24 7 such an efficient operation the family family run business what a tremendous job they do they have a very user-friendly website and that is log on propaneplus.com residential commercial just type in your zip code folks it's propane plus and remember propane is energy for everyone it's affordable it's sustainable it's equitable it's good for the environment lowest carbon fuel and it's renewable it's propane plus call them do you use propane well give my friends a shot at propane plus call them 
885-4209. And in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. I want to mention the Wall Street Journal had a good editorial. And I um, and I know there's several people out there that don't, I'm going to say don't understand. But all of this negative talk against Ukraine and why we're there, um, Wall Street Journal had... I thought a very good piece that seemingly just it's it's as if a lot of people don't fully understand you know what we're doing there and the benefit of us being there and why it makes sense for us to to be there and in essence we haven't had you know the loss of one american life Let's be very clear. Russia is not our ally. And this in all ways is good for America. It is, um, it's very short-sighted for different individuals that, for whatever reason, just um, you know, continue this drumbeat. I see some of these posts that people are just, it's just foolishness that, that they're just putting out there that somehow yeah you know you're gonna buy silence it's very expensive and that's all that's that's not that's not what it is um it is the the reason we're there is the fact that as as i have been saying we have a chance we we can't just sit back and and let china and and russia uh putin is evil and if you believe that we are good, which I do, in the battle of good versus evil, how about another? Do you know how many people have, quote, fallen out of windows because they were perhaps not going along with what Putin's plan was? I mean, it's I mean, it's almost a little comical at this point, uh, complete insanity. But make no mistake about it. Um, and that's why it, it's uh, it's discouraging to see the number of people that, to me, just don't fully comprehend why we're there why it makes sense to be there and in essence it's the most cost efficient way um the fact that that in 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 that we are winning on this ukraine's victory is is our victory and that's why president Zelensky coming into washington um he he should have been it's it's it is i think it's disgraceful that certain people were trying to portray it that it's like a charity thing but the wall street journal had a good piece republicans lose the plot on ukraine russian war the benefits of helping kiev defeat putin far outweigh the cost american support for ukraine is not charity usaid is helping to degrade an enemy military without the death of a single american in uniform question is what some republicans are thinking as they they spent thursday portraying the ukraine president as a grifter you know and kevin mccarthy well you know i don't support a blank check josh hawley skipped the speech what a joke congress spending bill includes 45 billion assistance for ukraine could put the total north of 100 billion but plenty of the cash is flowing to core American priorities. Almost $12 billion is replenishing U.S. weapons stocks, $7 billion U.S. troops in Europe. It is important to be a good steward of taxpayer money. But 
as they've kind of looked into it, um, it, it's actually has been keeping the U.S. best U.S. weapons out of Russians' hands, and Ukraine has been successful with that. So, but the costs are dwarfed by the benefits. One economist wrote, Ukraine aid is an incredibly cost-efficient, effective investment, burning up Russia's military power for a single-digit share of the Pentagon's annual budget. Though Moscow is one of America's most formidable adversaries, war wars are also shop windows for defense manufacturers. Any country browsing a Russian tank or air defense catalog is having second thoughts and will want to buy American. Boy, you don't hear anyone mention that. But the Wall Street Journal goes on to say many of the same Republicans sneering at Zelensky will claim the U.S. needs to abandon Ukraine to focus on China. But Beijing and Moscow are working together to undermine the West. Best stop the U.S. could take to deter another assault like Putin is delivering to Ukraine. More of the best long-range weapons, aircrafts, missiles, tanks, and other tools it needs to defeat the invasion. That's the bottom line. And people need to remember, Ukraine was invaded. And that's why, you know, I go against any of these, some of the people out there that have been supportive. Russia invaded Ukraine. This business of that Ukraine needs to now come to diplomacy with Putin is, is ludicrous. No, he needs to be defeated. He needs to have his own people rise up and take him out. Now, Wall Street Journal also has another good editorial. The blue state exodus continues. And they talk about the latest census data. Shows California losing, Florida gaining again. Texas, Florida make up 15% of the U.S. population, but accounted for 70% of its population growth this past year. That's one of the revealing facts in the Census Bureau. Keep in mind, last year, Rhode Island ripped off the census by putting out the fraudulent numbers that they did. U.S. population grew by about 1.2 million, with foreign immigration accounting for a million of the total. Yet the Census Bureau found some states still lost population because migration to other states exceeded foreign immigration. California, 343,000. New York, almost 300,000. And Illinois, 141. Lost the most residents to other states. How about that? California, 343,000 people left California. Think about that. New York, 300,000 people left New York. And Illinois, 141. The most residents of other states, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Oregon, Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Louisiana were also big losers. Where are all these folks moving? Mostly to states with lower taxes, more affordable housing, higher standards of living. Florida drew the most newcomers, 318,000, followed by Texas, 230,000, North Carolina, 99,000, South Carolina, 84,000 people moved to South Carolina. Tennessee, 81,000 moved to Tennessee. Georgia, 81,000 moved to Georgia. And 70,000 moved to Arizona. More people moved to West Virginia than left for the first time in a decade. Texas ranked first in overall population growth, 470,000. 
followed by, how about Florida, 416,000. North Carolina, 133. Population growth. Georgia, 124. South Carolina, again, 89. Tennessee, very popular state now. One new trend is the migration from the Pacific Northwest. Between 2010 and 2020, Washington drew, Washington State, 371,000 newcomers from other states. This past year, it lost 3,500. But because of a big increase in foreign immigration, it still gained population. Oregon gained a house seat during the reapportionment uh, re owing to high levels of migration. This year, it lost more people on net. Um, Colorado, barely gaining. One possible culprit is the spiraling public disorder in such cities as Seattle, Portland, and Denver. Most Americans, regardless of their politics, don't want to live, let alone raise children. Homeless people camp on the sidewalk, and the whiff of skunkweed is impossible to escape. Um, you know, they don't mention Rhode Island, but sheer because of the numbers. If they broke it out by percentage, we would definitely be up there. And then they also go on to say Democrat governors can't blame empty officers for their failure to recover jobs lost. So a big part of this are the Democrat governors. Think about that. Florida has no income tax and expansive private school choice programs. It also doesn't smother business with regulation. Florida Governor DeSantis doesn't have to run ads in progressive states. It sells itself. Huge contrast between Florida and California. Yeah, Gavin Newsom rants ads in Florida urging residents, join us in California. Ridiculous. No, a lot of it is the progressive policies. And sadly, in Rhode Island, we... Um, we are dealt with those very, very failed. The only reason we're not mentioned is just because the uh, proportion-wise it would be high, but it's it's uh, it's the, the the small numbers. All right, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Poppin' and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport restaurant the Coesed Inn 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick Rhode Island tradition since 1977 delicious food great atmosphere whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge they can also accommodate large groups a great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them. 
All year round, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, they're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, DePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live, or YouTube or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, dipetro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, dipetro.com. getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company call them today 401-942-7500 matthews oil company 24-hour emergency service for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. 24-hour emergency service, right, Jim? Yes. And 24 for right now, it is expensive for people. You'll work out payment plans for individuals with oil. Yes, we have budget plans. We have. Uh, we also take state. Uh, we take state heating assistance. We belong to every city and towns. Uh, community action groups we've participated with that for 20 years we're actually 30 or 40 now since the 80s thing to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even tiktok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, 
It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. 